Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. On most Fridays, we just try our best to uh, have a little giggle and some fun and uh, make our way into the weekend. But when you have the news of over 700 more unmarked graves and dead children as a lead in the news, it's uh, pretty uh, tough to bypass that story for just a giggle. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, again, another sign of the history of this country and what we're going through and what we have gone through and how uh, so much more work needs to be done. And, you know, and I think back to, you know, my childhood growing up and just being completely oblivious to any of this. And I never was taught any of it. I remember just laughing at drunk Indian jokes or I remember hearing a story about how the uh, beer store at one time, not that long ago into the 1960s, used to have the Indian list. And this was literally the town drunks who weren't allowed to come in and buy beer. They put them on the Indian list. And I remember thinking, oh, that's pretty funny. And I feel complete shame and embarrassment about that now. I just Seinfeld, didn't know any different. Seinfeld did an episode on it as well, including, you know, the term Indian giver. Mm-hmm. If you were to, and it's, you know, you're right. It's shameful. Um, one, that it happened. Two, that it was blissfully ignored mm-hmm. um, for, for so long. And, you know, I think many of us should be really upset. And and by upset, not just, um, you know, emotional over the thought of this is now a thousand kids, mm-hmm. basically, in the last month that have been found. Um, you know, families that were torn apart never knew what happened to their children, yeah. knew that they were gone, didn't know where. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the thought of that, you know, we've had people texting in uh, that it's heartbreaking and, and it is. But that shouldn't be the only thing that upsets you. What also should upset you is the fact that, you know, you weren't, this was all kept from you when you weren't taught about this stuff as well, that this is what was happening and why the treatment of Indigenous people in this country has been so wrong for so many years. And, you know, I just feel, I feel bad too because I I know how we operate in this country. We're all going to act like we're so heartbroken with it all. And and we'll just uh, turn around and carry on like it never happened. For so many, we'll just fluff it off. And yet, you know, and I, and I brought this up after the, uh, the Broncos bus accident, you know, uh, after that happened because we're so hockey crazed in this country. Every house, every other house outside looked like a pro hockey life store. Every other house looked like a play it again sports out front. How many of us are going to put out little shoes for those children in memory of those? Not many. Not many. Mm-hmm. We, we just, uh, it, it sickens me. And look, somebody has to be held responsible. And I understand that both the government and the Catholic Church both had a hand in this. The uh, government allowed the Catholic Church to run these schools the nuns and the priests were right in there committing these crimes, even though the government knew about it there, I guess, just as uh, as guilty. But I really believe the church has to pay a big, big price for this. And what makes me even more sick to my stomach is I just know they won't. Mm. They just won't. You can barely squeeze up sorry out of that pope. You haven't yet. That, and you know, that, you know ha- he hadn't with 215 bodies. And, and, of course, it's all symbolic. Yep. I mean, you know, he'd have to come and visit... And in, invoke some change for it to actually mean something. But even just to say, you know, an apology on behalf of the church for the way that these things were run. 
You know, it's interesting with uh, with the church because uh, politicians, not just in Canada, you see this in America as well. When whenever the church comes up in conversation, they run a million miles away to avoid any conflict with any God fearing people or or religious people. They don't want anything to do with it, even if they uh, feel like the church is completely guilty of this. You'll never hear it. I don't think out of our prime minister's mouth. Had it been a uh, a private company, I mean, they would be quick to pounce. But when it comes to the church, boy, we walk on eggshells with them. And and yet you see the numbers dwindling for the church. You see that more and more people don't support any sort of religion. But yet we're still so afraid of upsetting. I don't know if in, in Trudeau's case for this one, I don't know if he can just come out and say, well, this is on the church. Mm. Because it's on the government too, mm-hmm. right? You know, they had to know that some of this was going on or they ha- and they were if they didn't they were the ones who put the church in place so their hands are not clean no for sure i just think you know moving forward we have to have more than just thoughts and prayers and so as much as our tax dollars and millions of it have gone in to trying to solve this problem the church the church has to open up their wallet now whether it's through taxing them and every dime going to indigenous people to pay for young indigenous people's educations or improvement of life on some sort they have to open that big vatican wallet it's got lots of money in it and they've been tax exempt in this country and others for years and and maybe that has to come to an end too maybe they've got to come to the table and start paying their fair share you know, there's big, beautiful churches all across this country that don't pay a dime. It's uh, yeah, and and they're and they're on the same land, and you know we're very quick to recognize now what lands we were on. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you'll you'll hear those statements being made, but you know, again, recognizing it and and real serviceable action and change are are two different things. Mm-hmm. You know, we can lower flags, we can put out shoes. Uh, and we can talk about it all we want, but until you actually put, you know, money where your mouth is, mm-hmm. uh, and and you know, you can't undo what has been done, but you can sure as hell make sure it doesn't happen again. All right, uh, as Canadians, what do we do? Do we do we have to cheer on the Habs? <laughs> I thought you were talking about residential schools. <laughs> no. We know what we have to do with that. Right. Maybe um, we don't know what we have to do with that. But 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 what do we do? Well, I mean, for so many of us, had it been Winnipeg, Ottawa, Vancouver, Calgary, any other Canadian team, I think we'd all be aboard. You know what? You don't have to cheer them on. You don't have to? You don't have to. You got no skin in the game. I mean, you're not you're not a member of the team or the organization. Mm-hmm. So you know, you don't have to cheer them on. You can just watch. It's actually fun to watch a hockey game sometimes when you don't care who wins, mm. especially if it's a good game. Now, uh, if I don't have to cheer them on, can I get involved by torching a car and uh, throwing things around and burning uh, stuff? As I mean, have fans seem to like to do. You, you can if you want to spend a night in lockup for celebrating your team. How crazy! Okay, I, I, kind of, I, I kind of get it when you win the Stanley Cup. I kind of get it. All you've done is you're going to the finals and you're already torching cars. Right. Settle yeah. down. Yeah, the, the mob mentality. And, and a lot of it is, is, you know, the fact that you just, you know, people have been caged up for 15 months and they all get out and all of a sudden the idiots start taking over. Go uh, to Super Sex, have a smoked meat sandwich <laughs> and go home. Grab a poutine and, and head, head home. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Yay, they won. Yeah, a nice steamed hot dog and head home. Um, You know, the interesting thing is, you know, uh, not to rain on Montreal's parade, but is this the asterisk year? 
uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, yeah. That was the big question. A lot of a lot of Leaf fans were like, "Well, I don't really want to win it this year because yeah. the asterisk will go into it." Um, but when you're the underdog, I don't know if the asterisk still applies. Well, look, and all along, I mean, they weren't supposed to beat the Leafs. They weren't supposed to beat Winnipeg. They, they weren't even sh- favored in the game no. last night at, no. at home. It's it's amazing. Now, what do they do at the Bell Center? Because as we you know, the the needles are going into arms very very quickly in this country, and we we really should be proud of ourselves for the uh, speed at which we're moving through vaccines. And so now, the the clock is ticking. Like you would think, the Bell Center is going to have to. For the Stanley Cup final, allow a lot more people in that building. Considering Tampa, it's going to be rammed. Yeah, yeah, you know, if that's the reason to do it, I don't know. Um, I mean, if you're going to allow, you know, 15,000 people to congregate outside the building, then what the hell is the difference Mm. at, at this point? Right. You know, other than, I guess, ventilation. But really and truly, I love the people, by the way, when they show them that they've got their masks around their chin, you know. Yeah. Why? I, I, you know, <laughs> if you're going to take beard. it down, then just take it off. Yeah, right? <laughs> it just really doesn't make much sense to me. I, Either just wear forget. it or don't wear it. I, I, I see people now, uh, and I've seen it a couple of times now with patios and such being open. You'll see like a couple. One will get up to leave the table, and they'll have their mask you know, on their chin or around their neck, and they'll start walking out. The other person will go, get your mask on. I go, oh, I forgot. I think we just... Yeah. You know, in the excitement of the moment of, you know, when you're torching, a, it's hard to keep your mask on right. and torch a car yeah. well, on well, the you same think time. that's when you'd want to keep a mask on is when all those fumes are coming up, but I guess not. Teddy Reader, Helinda's Meats on the line. Ted. Yo. How are you, sir? Not doing too bad. Excellent, excellent. Although you're battling the uh, cell phone companies right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a great thing. <laughs> that's a fun Friday. Yeah, that's a good, it's a good Friday exercise. You know yeah, that's a good exercise. I think spend, you just spend two to two hours on the phone with Rogers. Yeah, that's the part. Anytime, anytime you got to call Rogers or Bell, you might as well put aside an afternoon. All yeah. right, Ted. Uh, the Montreal yeah. Canadiens are going to the Stanley Cup final. Now, whether we're oh, a Habs, yeah. whether we're a Habs fan or not, and uh, I'm certainly not, I do appreciate a Montreal smoked meat sandwich. So, in support of the Montreal Canadiens, how can we make our own? Montreal smoked meat sandwich if we don't want to have to head to Schwartz's Deli. Well, if you don't want to head to Schwartz's, you can always come on up to the joint and have our Montrealer sandwich, which is our own version of a Montreal smoked meat. Beautiful. But if, but if you're going to get into smoke, doing a Montreal-style smoked meat, uh, it's a process. For us at the joint, uh, we brine our briskets and inject our briskets with the cure that we use. It's a, it's a four- to five-day process where it sits in that pickle brine. Wow. And then we pull it out and we let it sit in in water for a day to remove all that excess sodium and things in it. Then it sits for a day and air dries. Then we take it out to the smoker and we uh, smoke it for 12 to 16 hours, low and slow. And then it's oh so tasty. So it is. It is a process to do your own Montreal smoked meat. It's uh, if you're into it, if you're that kind of a barbecue person, and you want to get right down to the details, it's a lot of fun to do it, and worth it. But if you want something simple, come on up to the joint. We make an awesome Montreal smoked meat, and our Montrealer sandwich is pretty incredible. Wow! And is there uh, now when you go to Schwartz's because that is. You know the, I guess the mecca mm-hmm. of uh, of smoked meat. What 
what is it? Is, is it like because they have they sell their own mustards and stuff to go along with it? I I don't I don't know if I've ever had uh, a smoked meat sandwich from from Schwartz's. What oh, you've I? never been? No, huh? No, I don't you think. Get in your car now. I don't Friday think you can break the lineup. Going, <laughs> you just drive there and get it and come I, back. I have uh, been a couple of times, and you know, it's one of those things that I love it. I mean, it, it's 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 tasty. I know a lot of people find it all too. Too much, too meaty. Like it's just a, right. you know. But I, I no such thing. I, I think it's terrific, and you get the big garlic pickle on the side. Yeah, it's a, it's just a very old school uh, diner that's just held the record or the title of the greatest smoked meat. But right, Teddy. Teddy can kick his arse any time. <laughs> well, you know, everybody makes they have their versions, and I and I got to say, I'm a big fan of Schwartz's. Uh, you go there. I want a. I want a double stack. Lots of shaved smoked meat, and it's so tasty. Mm. And you don't need a lot. A great mustard on the side is good. Uh, at the joint, we sell Kaplansky's mustard, and I love what uh, Zane Kaplansky's made and put in a jar. It's pretty tasty. Pretty tasty mustard. They also have that over at Helenda's Meats. And uh, you know, have a tasty sandwich. That's all you got to do. You know, when you bite into a sandwich, and if you moan. You know it's a good thing. <laughs> if you make a puddle, it's a really good thing. You've been a bad puppy if you make a puddle. All right. Well, uh, you should write that on the uh, the cover of your next uh, book. Okay. <laughs> Making Puddles with Making- Ted Reader. <laughs> Making Puddles by Ted Reader. Perfect. All right, Teddy. If people want to talk to you about Montreal smoked meat or any grilling, how do they get a hold of you, pal? Ah, you're going to find me at Ted Grills on social media or Ted Reader Barbecue the Joint. Check us out. Have some tasty. And, of course, you can get the burger box, get your burgers, and feed the family. They're an amazing thing through the joint. All right, Teddy, have a great weekend, pal. You too, boys. Cheers. Bye-bye. Here's a uh, diet I could get uh, aboard with. All right. Study just came out that found it might be a good idea to start eating chocolate for breakfast. (laughs) We're not talking about a tiny bit either. Uh, They say if you eat about 100 grams of milk chocolate within about an hour of waking up, it's about two full-sized Hershey bars. Right. If you were to eat 100 grams of milk chocolate within an hour of waking up, uh, you wouldn't gain any weight, and uh, uh, you'd end up slightly eating less throughout the day. So the chocolate will make you feel fuller longer. Oh. And uh, although there's more calories overall... Your uh, your uh, your body that early in the morning, getting up right away and downing some chocolate, your body burns it up. So that's your that's your new pick me up then. So you get the chocolate in you, and remember, so we say too that dark chocolate was good for you, but the milk chocolate you were right. supposed to stay away from. And dark chocolate sometimes can be a little hard to choke Bitter. down. Yeah. yeah. But if I could kill two full-size Hershey bars every morning, <laughs> just as I wake up, I'm in. Now, I wonder if that, you know, instead of having a coffee, then having a hot chocolate, if that... Maybe. ...would uh, transfer over. Yeah, perhaps. I'm aboard. <laughs> Either way, you're in. I'm in. <laughs> two chocolate bars, an ice cream sandwich, and some salt and vinegar potato chips for breakfast. I'm fully aboard. <laughs> It is uh, 623. Today is uh, Global Beatles Day, and not the animal, but rather the band. Back uh, in 2009, some music people got together and they said, we should really celebrate what is considered to be probably the the greatest, most beloved rock and roll band of all time. Right. But, you know, the years have mounted. I mean, they broke up in 1970, so a year ago it had been 50 years (laughs) since they were together. It's been some time. So for a younger generation, they're not maybe so 
you know, connected right to a band like the Beatles. Yes. So you know, Paul McCartney is a, a very smart businessman, and uh, what he's decided is he still wants to remain, you know, uh, popular and relevant, right, to the younger generation. So he's reworked some Beatles songs <laughs> for uh, for a younger generation on this Global <laughs> Beatles Day. In honor of Global Beatles Day, here are updated versions of their classics for Generation Z. You'll get, I'll get by with a little help from my parents. While my iPhone gently tweets, we all live in a yellow Subaru. Strawberry feels whatever. And Yelp, the Beatles get the millennial treatment. You can also download Baby You Can Drive My Uber. Lucy in the Skype with diamonds. Twist and shout your Starbucks order. And don't forget this classic. Here comes the sun to heat up the atmosphere and make Make life unsustainable for thousands of species and create a global refugee crisis. Updated Beatles songs for Gen Z. Zoomers ruining songs from boomers. Get yours today. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock. Amazon Prime Day might be over, but that doesn't mean we'll stop looking for deals. New study found the average person spends 83 hours a year. Hunting down deals online. Wow. And I know a guy in this room with me who probably blows past 83 hours a year. Guilty as charged. You you do a lot of online shopping. I get, well, I get a lot of emails Mm. because I sign up to a lot of things because I shop uh, online a lot. I like deals Mm. and, uh, and I can't pass up a sale. They seem to know that of me. Many said they get a natural high from finding a deal and it lasts an average of 30 minutes. Okay. I think I, I end up having more buyer's remorse <laughs> than anything. Uh, why did I buy this? I really didn't need it. You Prime must go through that sometimes. Oh, Do you yeah. not go through that? Why well, did yeah. I buy this? Did I didn't I really need, to need buy it. that. Uh, well, and what I get is because on top of, of liking deals, I love deals. I hate paying for shipping. Mm. Uh, and so what I'll do sometimes <laughs> is order more. Is order more. <laughs> <laughs> to to make sure, well, because it, it's like, all right, well, if I spend ten bucks more, yeah, I'll get free shipping, or I can spend eight bucks on shipping, so I might as well get something for it and get another golf glove that I don't need. That's right, I've got a whole bag full of them. <laughs> 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 I figure at some point I got to use it. Yeah, one of the top reasons we like to find deals is so we can brag about it. Many said that when they shop online, they only buy stuff that's on sale, so almost half of us refuse to pay full price on anything. Three out of four people said it's about finding value, not buying stuff on sale if you don't need it. It's been a reverse, I think, in the in the culture. Because for a long time, it was about how much you spent on things. Mm. Right? Like, you brag about how expensive things were. Right. And now, you know... It's about the deal. It's about the deal. You, if you go bragging, oh, hey, I paid $1,000 for this, yeah. you're an idiot. I got it for four fifty. Yeah, you know, my kids are a great example of that. They really love going to, like, uh, Plato's Closet and mm. uh, these... T- these Value other- Village, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, they'll come home and they'll go, look at this leather jacket, four bucks. Right. You know, when I was their age, I would have been embarrassed to admit yeah. I yeah. did that kind of shop. We were all going to Danny and spending yeah. 1500 Yeah, that's right. That's one of those stores. Eh? Every Christmas when I'm walking through the mall, you walk by and you just look in there and you go, how do they stay open? 
Like, there's never anybody in there. <laughs> I mean, I always pop in at Christmas because I'm always like, oh, I'll get Maria a nice leather jacket. Right. And then it's $800, and I go, no, she can wait another year on that. You spend 800 and then you got to spend another 250 on protectant sprays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. How, that's how they remained open. It's leather stores and it's fur shops. Like, you ever walk by a, a, a fur store anymore? And, I mean, there's not many. Well, there's not many. Right? I was you walk by and you go, how many furs do you think they actually move in a year? Right. You know? Well, they need to move about three you'd figure yeah um the prime days were what monday and tuesday yeah were the amazon prime days i guess online shopping in the states alone was of 11 billion dollars was spent online not just on amazon right. they don't they don't release the exact numbers for prime days but it's probably mostly amazon they though. did okay yeah yeah uh, bezos is able to afford another house right uh the current uh, top things we look for are clothes and shoes you see and that would be one of the things i would avoid completely ordering anything i have to wear online seems ridiculous to me because chances are it's not going to fit or look right and then returning is such a pain in the arse well the, the thing is though a lot of it now returning is so they've made it so much easier right because they just send you a shipping label you put it right back in the box put the label on and off you go see i like to i like to go into the store and uh and and you know grab that leather jacket yes well and that's fine but i think a lot of people now are less inclined to go into the and try things on well one sometimes they make it so difficult you got to go find an employee get like a tag and be treated like you're some sort of criminal that's going to steal it just to go and try something on in store so some people now now will just say well i'll just order it i think i know what fits if it doesn't then i'll send it back i like to help my local economy yeah let's go with that (laughs) rock mornings with With craig Craig venom lucky Lucky. 94.9 the rock